It is September 12th, 2021. I want to... There's a lot I want to talk about. As I'm working, I have this constant stream of thoughts going through my head in great detail about what I would like to express. And then, you know, sometimes I question myself or I will set it aside and come back to it later to make sure that it is what needs or would benefit from being said. And one of the things that's been up for me a lot lately is psychic phenomenon and spirituality. Uh, There's a real sort of burgeoning or growing community of people who are interested in and expressing, you know, psychic abilities uh, on, on social media, including YouTube. And I got interested in that for a couple reasons. One is, as I said in my introduction, I published a New Age magazine back in the mid-1980s for several years uh, in Atlantic Canada, um, covering three provinces, or one, two, three, uh, four provinces. And um, at that time, I, you know, part of our community that was supportive of this publication about, you know, was all about spirituality. Um, And uh, by the way, that was inspired by the Harmonic Convergence, which was a fairly significant event at that time. I think it was 25 years before 2012. Um, And so the intent of that publication was to bring together people from across the region to connect them in reality. This is way before the internet as we know it. Um, and that succeeded very well. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was not an insignificant publication. It was 64 pages, full-size magazine. Uh, so it required a tremendous amount of work to put that together quarterly, uh, four times a year. Uh, and it was run by myself and my partner at the time. Uh, so and and of course in that within that community of a subset of that community was the psychic community and so uh, we became friends with quite a few psychics and they would often hang out with us or we would visit them and socialize with them and so forth so I was exposed to a lot of uh, uh, those kinds of people back in the day um, uh, and a lot of them were really lovely people one in particular who was a truly lovely person. Uh, so this phenomenon is not necessarily new to me that we're talking, um, 20, what is that? 35 years ago. Am I right? Yeah. 35 years ago or so. Uh, and myself, of course, I have had personally, uh, very powerful sort of what could be described as psychic experiences going back to my childhood. Many of them, uh, to my early childhood and even through my teens and all along throughout my life. Uh, So, uh, you know, it's interesting. So that's one thing. One is, see, there's a connection between the New Age movement that occurred back then, which was kind of a big thing for a while, and then this new phase of awakening that's going on now, which seems to be happening on a larger scale, but it has a lot of similarities to what occurred back in the 1980s. Uh, and started then. And that, of course, is all what happened then was also linked to what happened in the 1960s with the Uranus Pluto conjunction in Virgo, where there was this whole countercultural movement 
that arose amongst young people who really questioned the status quo. Um, and I actually became friends with and hung out with a lot of those people locally in this part of the world um, who had were very involved in that. You know, I was a bit younger than them, but they became my friends, and one of them in particular became my mentor for many years. He was actually a very um, accomplished academic, had uh, multiple degrees, had been on the dean's list and studied uh, philosophy and um, a wide range of subjects, very academically inclined, but also very sort of open and spiritual at the same time. So he, you know, he introduced me to astrology back, uh, this would have been probably, what, 83 or something? Yeah, probably. I spent two years when I was in my early, early, early 20s, like just right around 21 or 22, or uh, I lived in the woods off grid with no electricity or running water in a little cabin, so more like a shack but it was beautiful and uh you know that was a really fantastic experience it was on a a co-op uh which was communally owned land uh where they had 125 acres and of pristine forest and it was that was an amazing experience for for me to have uh so anyway back to the thing about the psychic stuff um so yeah, because of my association with the New Age movement back in the 1980s and sort of, again, witnessing this, uh, what seems to be uh, a, a, an awakening that's occurring on a larger scale on the planet, we now have social media and we have the internet and so we're all kind of instantaneously connected and we have all these platforms for communicating and publishing and broadcasting as I'm doing right now. Um, so I'm fascinated uh, by it to, for historical reasons. Um, I've always kind of keep tabs on what I'm, what's going on. And I also have kind of a, a bit of an innate ability, uh, as has been demonstrated throughout my life, to be a little bit ahead of the curve. So there, what I'm in, often interested in becomes mainstream five, six, or seven years later than, than, my, than when I actually pick up and pay attention to it. Um, I was early adopter of desktop publishing, early adopter of computers, early early, very early on the internet. I was on the internet when it was just bulletin boards, but pre-internet when you had to dial in through a modem and connect to a dedicated service and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, bitcoins, all kinds of things that I have picked up on very early on. I mean, I took an interest in bitcoins when they were uh, below $50 each, for example. Uh, so... Um, yeah, so I see this phenomenon now, uh, and I think it's really cool. Uh, it's also the other component to it was with the current, the, the former president, 45, uh, I saw as a very clear and present danger, uh, to planetary security and the biosphere, because I felt that if that uh, administration was reelected, um, it would have been catastrophic for humanity. Uh, for all kinds of obvious reasons that I'm not going to go into here right now. That's a separate kind of conversation. Uh, and so, you know, in, in sort of out of desperation and concern, um, somehow managed to find my way to a lot of the psychics and readers who were discussing this. And like many others, I was looking for 
um, some a light at the end of the tunnel or some hope about what the heck was going on. Like, why was this happening? Who would have thought that we would be on the brink of outright fascism in the United States, which was the, which is the most powerful economic and military uh, country on the planet? Um, and that's what it was a very, very, very serious threat. And all of many of my friends and colleagues who are similarly inclined uh, were extremely concerned about this situation. I always sort of saw it as kind of the dark side uh, making, uh, getting increasingly desperate uh, because more and more light was flowing down to the planet and illuminating the planet and lifting up the planet and the dark side was basically freaking out going like you know holy crap you know so they it got increasingly extreme and if we look at what's going on right now this polarization that we're seeing politically and socially um you know i think that's self-evident um the the dark side is terrified because if there is enough light and illumination here on this planet, then it can't do what it does anymore. It just, there will be no place for it on Earth. And it will be, in effect, sort of banished in many ways. And that's what we want. You know, anything that isn't done with love, compassion, and empathy is just not right. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, that's not fascism. Fascism is the opposite of that. Um, or a theocracy or whatever, or the combination of the two. Uh, and so anyway, back again to the thing about the psychic phenomenon. One of the things I wanted to share about this is um, is that, first of all, I have met many, many, many psychics over the years. And I've met psychics who are in so incredibly gifted that they literally knew what you were thinking and would speak to what you were thinking without you even opening your mouth about it. And I've had that experience multiple times. And um, uh, sometimes these people are so wide open psychically that they literally have to kind of um, detach from society quite a bit because y if you think about it a little bit if you ha if you were that psychic it would be very hard to function in the world um, because you look you know you know everything that somebody is thinking you know all the time would kind of drive you crazy which you know so they're uh, a lot of them kind of would sort of isolate themselves socially and uh, and they're out there and some of them you'll never hear of you don't even know it. I just for various reasons was able to uh, cross paths with such types of people. Uh, but what I wanted to say more importantly was, is that, um, and this is not to be, uh, I'm not intending this to be harmful or critical towards anybody, but that just this statement I want to make is, is that uh, just because you have psychic abilities does, does not mean you're enlightened. I've met many psychic pe people with powerful psychic gifts who are not particularly evolved from my perspective and you know having discussed it with others it was it was not an I was not alone in my assessment and that's not to be disparaging towards anyone because we're all at somewhere on the continuum uh, but the two don't necessarily um, the two aren't necessarily inextricably linked um, and um, now often as someone does spiritual practice whether it's meditation or whatever your spiritual practice is, you you will be increase your sensitivity and you open up your chakras more, and you will you will your gifts those kinds of gifts will will emerge uh, naturally because we actually have all of those abilities naturally. All of us have those abilities naturally, um, 
It's just that often they are shut down in childhood because our culture and our society doesn't value them or even disdains them or is frightened by them or doesn't understand them. Uh, now that that's, I've also met, uh, people I've, hmm, <laughs> boy, do I bring up another contentious issue? Hmm. Maybe, uh, I'm probably going to be saying a bunch of stuff that may piss people off, but I don't really care. Um, uh, I, I don't have a problem with being critical and, and I'm going to address that as well. Uh, often, you know, where, okay. So where I was going is that if people, the more spiritual practice that you do, the more evolved you are, yet yeah, you, do, you do tend to have more and more psychic and intuitive abilities because, like I said, they are actually, in fact, natural. And what you're doing is you're tapping into extrasensory perceptions or other dimensions of yourself because we are multidimensional. We are not just the physical, which is really the root of spirituality, is the, the knowledge and discovery and exploration of that. Um, and uh, so... Uh, so yes, there are some people who are very evolved who have psychic abilities. I'm just saying that that um, each person has to be sort of looked at individually. Now, why does this matter? Um, it matters to me because back in the New Age movement of the 1980s, and by the way, there was another spiritualism movement in the late 1800s that people may be interested in and that that was uh, this theosophical society was a, a large uh, figure in that movement uh, and uh, so these movements do come and and go um, you know Alice Bailey and the blue books and all that stuff came out of that period of time uh, and it, w it was it was off, often a blending of, of Eastern and Western sort of philosophies and traditions as you know spiritually or religiously even in some cases um, and uh, but back to my point about the New Age movement was that what happened over time with the New Age movement is is that it kind of got it fell into glamour. Uh, the reason I brought up the Theosophical Society is because, I, as to my knowledge, they started to widely use this term glamour, and what glamour meant or represented was uh, falling into the illusion or the maya of reality, so that you know. Um, there is a there is a concept of spiritual materialism where, you know, the ego um, is being uh, satisfied, you know, through its association with you know, sort of glamorous kind of phenomenon or stuff that's like whoa, you know, um, and what ha so and what happens is that and in the case of the New Age movement, it kind of got trivialized. Um, and a lot, then there's all the sort of bottom feeders that come in and try and they see a trend and they want to capitalize on it financially or materially. So, you know, they start to produce all kinds of junk and products and everything. And then over time, what happens is that it becomes discredited because it becomes very materialistic and status, you know, you get these figures that arise and, and they're not necessarily people who are really, you know, best representative of, of these movements and it falls into disarray and um, loses the its essence. So the, the concept of glamour, which I'm not actually describing very well because it's actually quite a complex uh, subject, 
but it is sort of materialism applied to spirituality to the point where the materialism becomes the spirituality, you know, to the adherent or to the person involved. And, um, uh, and what I'm trying to get at is, is that what happens is, is that this is a way of kind of discrediting an entire movement. And that's what happened to the New Age movement. It became so materialistic, it became about products and it became about, you know, uh, trivial things and material things and goods and services and people trying to make money from it in all the different kinds of ways and hangers on and, and others who would ingratiate them, try and ingratiate themselves with, with prominent figures in the movement and so forth. And it just became the kind of thing that ultimately nobody with a lot of integrity wanted to be associated with. Now, and honor, right, or, or dignity, people with honor and dignity and integrity. So they then distance themselves from it, and poof, there goes an entire movement. Now, as far as I'm concerned, that's actually how the dark side tries to undermine these movements, is through things like materialism and glamour. Um, and uh, so I'm not pinning that on the psychic community, per se, uh, but I am starting to see patterns that resemble what occurred uh, after you know, in the after the New Age movement that emerged in the nineteen eighties, and this brings me to the role of critical thinking, and so, like for example, uh, not too long ago, somebody published something, and uh, there was uh, an error in in uh, a critical error in this uh, in this presentation, um, and it wasn't malicious or deliberate; it was just. You know, we all screw up. I mean, I screw up all the time. Um, and then I noticed somebody, one of the listeners uh, commented that, oh, I don't want to be negative, but... Okay. And then they pointed out the error, which was, in fact, an error. And this, this, was not, this is not a matter of opinion. It was literally, you know, factual error. Uh, and I'm like, so, you know, we have to be careful of not being dis discriminating uh, on a in a variety of ways. And we have to not, because there's also this kind of strain of anti-intellectualism that sort of seems to pervade the spiritual movement because you've got a lot of empaths who, who function on very much on a feeling level. And you also have people who are, uh, you know, and then the, on the other end, you'd have sort of more of the people who approach it more intellectually. Um, where, in fact, it probably should be a balance between the two because God gave us brains and, you know, um, we should use them. Um, and so one of the other points of contention or concern that I have uh, is how people sort of often will drop their guard uh, intellectually about things because they don't want to rock the boat or be perceived as being negative. Well, what that does over time is it literally undermines the credibility of the entire movement uh, because you then become, there's the risk of becoming associated with, with the lower elements of the movement or those that are just hangers-on or opportunists trying to cash in and make money from it. And then the whole thing just loses all, like nobody will want to be associated with it because it's just garbage and bullshit. Um and I'm, uh, I'm aware that of time here because I don't want this to be too long, may already be. Because um, these are big, big subjects, you know, that you could, you could talk about each one of these sort of main points I'm bringing up. You could do like an hour on each one easily. Um, 
But I wanted to point out that basically in a lot of spiritual traditions, and traditions go way back, right? We're t- like Eastern uh, spirituality, you know, has has been around for centuries and millennia, right? This is, you know, this quest for enlightenment is not new, right? You know, go do your reading. Uh, read, go read Autobiography of a Yogi, which is probably should be... Uh, it's, it's something I would recommend everybody read. Or Siddhartha by Herman Hess. Uh, you know, uh, oh boy. Um, or the Convoluted Universe, book one by Dolores Cannon, which I have recommended to many people over the past couple of years. Um, I'm not so much interested in all the earth mysteries and stuff like that, because to me there just seems to be some sort of glamour around that. Like, I'm interested in sort of the hardcore spiritual components of things. Um, you know, not, I'm just not, I'm not doing this for entertainment you know, um, where was I going with all that? Probably at the end. Um, but just that, you know, standards, we, I'm not saying that we attack other people when they say things that don't make sense or that don't sit right with us or, or that are even objectifiably wrong. Uh, but I am saying that we need to maintain, um, uh, some critical thinking abilities and apply them um, so that people just don't slip into a lot of bullshit all the time. I have actually heard some many things from prominent figures in this sort of burgeoning uh, community of people that were just flat out wrong and in some cases actually really bad, like quite alarming. And um, nobody calls them out on it. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't want to be perceived as being negative or be ostracized or whatever. Now, again, it's not about attacking somebody because we all make mistakes and God knows I probably have made about a hundred already and just this would be my third sort of broadcast and I will m- almost certainly make some more in the future. I mean, everything I'm saying could be wrong and I'm open to that. Like if somebody can show to me that I'm just off base, um, I welcome the criticism, uh, assuming I will uh, concede that it's accurate and uh, warranted uh, and I will retract uh, statements if I make them and they turn out to be completely factually erroneous. Not, I don't care because I'm not egoically really attached to beliefs as someone, like in the way that somebody who might be religious would be, right? Where like, if you attack their religion, they perceive you as ta- attacking them. I, I don't really care. Uh, so I'm just arguing for uh, quality uh, and consistency uh, and integrity, most of all, right? Uh, so um, what else did I want to say about the psychic stuff? Hmm. I think I said everything I need to say. Like I said, I, I feel like I could talk about about this stuff for a very long time. There's just so much to say about it. Uh, but I do realize or recognize that most people just can't sit there and listen to something for hours. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I listen to, for example, there's a, there's a podcast called, called the Astrology Podcast, and I don't always agree with their approach, but I will, will listen to it. And they've done episodes that are three hours long. That doesn't bug me. I listen to stuff while I'm working. I very rarely actually watch anything on YouTube, by the way. I almost always just listen to it because I can listen and do other things, um, 
you know, I, it's very rare that I could sit in front of my computer or my phone or whatever for an hour and stare at the screen. Like, I mean, come on. So that's kind of one of the reasons I'm producing this more as a podcast is, is, uh, for that reason. Uh, as I said, I took an interest in the psychic community because they were kind of talking about what was going on politically in the United States and offering insights and reassurances about that. And many, the ones, most of the ones that I was listening to at the time were right. So I was kind of glued to that for a long time because, like I said, I recognized that if that administration got reelected, it was kind of game over for the climate and probably game over for the planet and probably civilization. Big deal. So, but now, so uh, Biden is now the president. There's still all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff going on in the U.S. Their, their Pluto return is going to be exact. I believe it's next winter, this winter coming. Uh, so it's just, it's just nuts. However, what I've been finding lately is I'm less and less interested in the characters and figures on the, on the Republican side who a lot of the readers are reading on because I really don't want to be associated with that energy and I kind of feel like even though the, the crazy hasn't stopped, uh, the Biden administration is doing a, a pretty good job under the circumstances of having a handle on things. And so I'm sort of starting to turn away from that. There's also in the psychic community, I find there's an increasing amount of what I would consider, you know, idle sort of chit chat or, you know, talking about celebrities or whatever. That's I, I have no interest in that personally. Uh, there's some that are sort of tuning in and bringing in, trying to bring in channel messages from higher dimensions. That's interesting. There's some that are asking questions of the higher, from the higher dimensions, from spirit, um, that concern people. I find that still quite interesting, but just generally I, I'm noticing that, like, I notice that when I listen to the, the discussions about figures, uh, challenging figures in the, on the Republican side of the equation, that it actually brings my energy down. And I, and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm kind of sad because that provided me, me with a lot of entertainment in the past, like countless hours. And I probably listen to all the people that you, or many of you may all also listen to. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think that um, one of the, the other main points about all the psychic stuff, I think that the reason it's important to talk about it is because as more and more people awaken, they're going to be starting to experiencing those, you know, the, the, the veils are thinning. Uh, very much so. This is, uh, I mean, a lot of people have been saying this, but I've, I've also experienced this myself and seen this uh, myself. Uh, and a lot of these people are going, when they start experiencing these, what to them will be strange phenomenon, are going to be looking for guidance and reassurance that A, they're not going crazy and some understanding about what the hell all this means. <laughs> What does this mean, right? I'll I'll do another uh, discussion on uh, paradigm shifts because that might be helpful to people. Um, and uh, but um, I'm I'm expressing all that because uh, one I see the purpose of it. I see I understand why a lot of these people have been coming forward and putting themselves out there. And that yes, that serves a purpose because it could be quite shocking to somebody who comes from a very traditional worldview or paradigm to suddenly start having psychic experiences <laughs> you know that could that could make people go crazy and and um, um but but how they apply their their knowledge and their experience i think really the realm is the, the primary realm i mean if you're not just trying to get eyeballs and and 
you know, high view counts and whatnot is, is more on the helping people understand what those phenomenon are, how to manage them, how to work with them, how to refine them, um, how to do spiritual protection, energetic protection, and so forth. Those are the kinds of things that would be constructive. I'm, I'm, I guess if, if I'm a barometer of the public, uh, like I said, I'm becoming increasingly less interested in the, in the crazy people on the Republican side of the equation uh, and what they're doing, because they they really represent a lot of the darker aspects of, of humanity. And like I said, I find that when I'm tuning into that energy, uh, it, it bring it literally lowers my own energetic state. So you know, I'm I'm looking and interested in content that is up not just uplifting uh, but informative. If if any of that makes any sense or is applicable, uh, I'm just sharing that with you because, like I said. I, I tend to be a barometer of of the if if not what's happening now of, of what's coming. Uh, I it was brought to my attention that there was something I had omitted that I intended to include here today, uh, and that is there's a phenomenon kind of going on right now which you know I've spent a lot of time listening to, um, which is remote viewing. And I'm expressing, I want to express that personally, I have some qualms about that, some concerns. Like, for example, in all of the studying and practice that I've done, it was always emphasized uh, emphatically that, you know, permission was required in order to do any kind of energetic work on somebody else. Now, I also happen to have an eighth house, sun and mercury, so, you know, uh, in my own case, uh, privacy, um, uh, and not being interfered with energetically is, um, something of concern to me that I take very seriously. So any kind of energetic work I have had done on me or I have done with others has always been done with consent, explicit consent. Now, I think the, if I understand it correctly, and I haven't studied this in detail, um, I, if I understand it correctly, the people doing remote viewing would argue that, uh, or ha hold the position that they are gaining permission on a higher level. However, I ask you, uh, the listener, to ask yourself if you would want to be remote viewed by somebody else who didn't necessarily understand your circumstances, uh, your life story, um, or might lack the context that would uh, inform about who you are and why you are the way you are and so forth. Uh, because often, you know, uh, people are quick to judge other people based on superficial impressions or limited impressions or erroneous assumptions and so forth. So there's always the concern that uh, a casual observer may not actually reflect the full reality of a person or situation. I don't necessarily have qualms about doing remote viewing about situations. And perhaps less so with public figures, um, because they have opted to put themselves in this position where they would obviously be under a great deal of scrutiny. And there would be, well, not complete scrutiny, because of course there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that we know nothing about. I mean, it's an interesting phenomenon, and I'm not saying yay or nay entirely to it, but I will, to be completely honest, I will say that I do have reservations about the concept. Now, 
in my own case, I have stated to my guides and to the universe that I do not want to be uh, remote viewed uh, and not to conflate the two, but I also do not want to be energetically interfered with or manipulated by external forces without my explicit consent. So if that holds true and it applies, and let's say somebody wanted to, you know, interfere with me energetically somehow or uh, remote view me, and I'm not saying those are the same things, remote viewing and interference are not the same thing, but um, then theoretically there would be karmic consequences for doing so. And so that's a concern as well, right? You know, so I think that this is something that should be really... Uh, considered and perhaps discussed. Uh, I see that, you know, we all want to know what's going on behind the curtains of, you know, various political organizations and administrations and so forth. Um, and to some extent, I would say that we actually do deserve to know these things. But there are rules in third dimensional reality governed primarily by Saturn, and Saturn also rules karma. So it's just something that has always kind of a little bit bugged me in the back of my mind and I'm not expressing this to be critical or negative of anybody uh, a lot of these people I very much respect and I and I sense that that they have um, that their intentions are good but I do think that every being uh, I'm getting chills and I wish there was a better word for that I'm getting somewhat chills here saying this I do think that every being respect deserves some a certain degree of respect and privacy. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a lot of figures here on the planet that are doing some stuff that we, you know, oh, I, do I dare tread where angels would fear to, um, that are doing, <clears throat> I'm going to save that for another, another day. Anyway, I'll leave it there. I'm not condemning anyone. I'm just, I just wonder, I, I suspect that there are others out there who don't, where this doesn't quite sit very perfectly with them either, right? So I'm putting myself out there just to express my qualms or reservations. Um, and uh, yeah, my higher self might be like, oh yeah, I don't care, you know, this is just another incarnation of me. But this part of me does. I don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that have happened in my life between me and other people that are, that are nobody else's business. Um, and yeah, so uh, I'm tacking this on to the end of this broadcast, which is getting really long. So hopefully somebody will listen to it. All right. Bye.